Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And Jesus said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the thing you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mother of us all. Amen. There is a lot of stuff in today's readings. Maybe I should begin with a question, though. What kind of stuff are you dealing with these days? What stuff is on your mind? For many Americans, it is inflation. The price of stuff is rising. Or, as I learned recently, there's also shrinkflation. So a 64-ounce carton of a certain kind of ice cream is now 48 ounces. It looks exactly the same and costs the same, but there's less stuff in the carton. The speaker in our first reading from Ecclesiastes is dealing with, let's say, heavy stuff. You may know this book of the Bible from the well-known passage. To everything there is a season, a time for this and a time for that. Yet, if you read the whole book, Ecclesiastes is considered the most pessimistic book in the Bible. And here's why. The so-called teacher or preacher is dealing with existential stuff. What's it all for? Is life worth it? It's all vanity, he says. All the business of life. You toil. You work your butt off. You have plenty, but then you want more. And then you leave all the stuff to somebody else to enjoy. And what do we gain from from all our toil? Well, this doozy of a verse in our reading, for humans all their days are full of pain. Their work is vexation. 
and even at night, their minds do not rest. Sound familiar? This also is vanity. Well, either now you need something really sweet to cleanse your palate. For me, that might be a cinnamon roll with a lot of frosting. Or you may admit that sometimes life feels this way, like chasing the wind, like vanity, futile. Probably we've all been there at least once or twice. Heavy stuff. So let's bring in Jesus. Someone in the crowd blurts out that they want Jesus to arbitrate a family squabble over inheritance. Get a will, you're thinking? But this stuff is real, right? We've seen it today in all kinds of families and situations. But Jesus has a comeback. Be on guard against all kinds of greed, for life does not consist in the abundance of stuff. The abundance of stuff? It's the American way. Someone this past week, thank you, Scott, turned me on to an old clip by a stand-up comedian, George Carlin, from many years ago. You'll probably recognize it. It's a modern-day parable. Carlin begins by saying they gave him the wrong dressing room. So he was trying to find a place to place all his stuff. He goes on to say, I don't know about you, but I need a place to put all my stuff. That's the meaning of life. Trying to find a place for your stuff. That's all your house is, really. It's a pile of stuff with a cover on it. And then when you leave your house, your stuff, you've got to lock it up. You wouldn't want somebody to come by and take your stuff because they always take the good stuff. They don't bother with the crap you're saving. Ain't nobody interested in your fourth grade arithmetic paper when you got an A. That's all your house is. A place to keep your stuff while you go out and buy more stuff. Now sometimes, sometimes you gotta move. And you gotta get a new place. Why? Because you have too much stuff. You gotta move all your stuff. And maybe you put some of your stuff in storage. Imagine that. A whole industry based on keeping an eye on your stuff that doesn't fit in your house. Now sometimes you go on vacation and you gotta bring some of your stuff with you. You can't bring all your stuff. You just bring the stuff you really like. The stuff that, well, that fits you well that particular month. Let's say you're gonna go to Honolulu. You take two big bags of stuff, plus your carry-ons and the stuff that fits in your pockets. And you get all the way to Honolulu and what's the first thing you do? You gotta put away all your stuff. I'll put some of my stuff down there. I'll put some of my stuff up here. You put some stuff down there. I'll put my stuff here. Whoa, look. We've got more places than we've got stuff. We're going to have to buy more stuff. <laughs> the rich man in today's parable has a lot of stuff to deal with. Literally and figuratively. 
at first glance, he is a model of success. He has a thriving family farm business, a booming economy and a booming harvest, and there's not space to store his stuff. All his grain and all his goods. Don't miss this, though. He's saving for the future, for his retirement, if they had such a thing back then. But it seems all good to us, right? But Jesus is not impressed. What's the problem? And since when is Jesus a financial advisor? And since when is Jesus a decluttering guru? But maybe that's part of the problem. We don't bring our spiritual lens to our wills or to our finances or to our stuff. As they say, you can't take it with you. And the rich man was going to meet his maker a lot earlier than he thought. He was rich in assets, rich in stuff, rich in retirement security. But as we read in our text, not rich in what matters to God or rich in what really matters in life, we might say. So here are three little pieces of wisdom, three little pieces of spiritual stuff for us this morning. First, watch your pronouns. The rich man's retirement plan is a self-centered recital. He seems to have no spiritual advisor, no financial advisor, nobody else is even mentioned in this little gem of a parable. Just I, me, and myself. But in the reign of God, it's about community. It's about family. It's about relationships. It is about the common good. And second, to all of us, find a healthy relationship to your stuff. Now, we need stuff to live, no question about it. And a lot of our stuff is connected to memories or important people, so recall, remember that. But most of us, probably most of us here today, could use less of it. Most of us could do a little downsizing. Most of us could share some of our stuff and some of our wealth with people who don't have enough of it. Which leads to the third point, generosity. Maybe we don't need bigger barns or storage bins for our stuff, but the question, what will we do with what we have been given. How will we find joy in giving, in sharing rather than hoarding, in being as concerned for the earth, the future of our planet, and those most vulnerable on it as much as we are concerned with how the stock market or our 401ks are doing? 
How will we support the mission and ministry of this place that we love? And how will we make sure that our retirement planning, our estate planning, and our wills reflect our commitments to the things that value, that we hold value? And if you don't have a will, let's get one. Because your life and mine could end at any moment. Pretty heavy stuff. Maybe like the wise teacher, it all seems a bit pointless. But in Colossians, we read, in baptism, you have already died with Christ. Your life is hidden with Christ in God, and you are free to seek the things that are above. In other words, the spiritual stuff that gives meaning to your life. So, dear community, what is your treasure? This beautiful earth? This wonderful city? The people dear to you? Your neighbors, both human and other creatures? The water of baptism? The meal of bread and wine that we will share? This beautiful community at Holy Trinity that we love? Riches indeed. The stuff that matters.